the Borchette Podcast. Sponsored by the Berlin Tourism Board. This is the Port Chat Podcast. Well, a very warm welcome to episode 22 of the Port Chat Podcast. In the news this week, National Uproar, as a popular sports broadcaster, is removed from their position for daring to have a public opinion before being replaced by a vastly inferior product. But enough about Nick. Coming up on the show this week, we'll be discussing Southport's excellent 2-1 win over Blythe Spartans in midweek. We'll cover an excellent initiative from the club that's seen £20,000 of sponsorship brought in for the naming rights to the main stand. And all of our regular news updates from our community section, Still Sounds Jingle, Mystery Sound Rounder and Ref Watch. Get involved in the debate, we'd love to hear what you think. You can register for Portchat at portchat.net slash forum if you haven't already. And you'll find links to our Facebook and our Twitter on there as well. We're saying right at the beginning... Massive congratulations to everyone involved for securing three points against Blythe in what was a massive fixture. And well done to the club this week for finally moving away from the negative messaging that's dominated every interview, article and programme page for the last several months. It's a shame that our gate on Tuesday was the lowest home league attendance of 15 years. And while we've seen every theory under the sun for why that may have been, we've gone in with poor form and the weather was cold, etc. I think it's quite hard to deny that the club's own messaging is going to have played a significant role in that. But the immediate response to the club's Q&A the other week was that other clubs at our level are struggling. And often because they've overspent, you know, making poor financial decisions or personnel decisions, that's not wrong. And the club should be commended for doing everything possible to remain on sound financial footing. But there's still plenty we can do as a club to improve our messaging, our marketing and our mentality. And anyway, as the club seems to have moved away from its own downbeat programming, I will too. Can't say the same for Noel, who spent the weekend watching Britain's greatest defeat to the French in over 300 years, while Dan Hayes watched Wigan's biggest defeat since last week, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Just point out, it was actually England's worst display. I just hate hate sport this weekend. Sport sport and me are not friends this weekend. I I mean, was it the last time the French had, uh, had such a victory? It was recorded in the Bayeux Tapestry. Oh, very good. <laughs> that was basically my Agincourt, as it were. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Um, nice trip down to um, Twickenham. Um, nice day out. Good atmosphere. Actually, the Friday night was really good. So um, we um, were around sort of Exmouth and um, ran into a load of French fans. And uh, we do. I was doing my usual translation gig, and uh, that was quite nice. But after a long day and a couple of pints, it was... Uh, yeah, it's, to be fair, after a couple of pints, my French tends to flow a bit more. But, um, but yeah, it was nice. It was lovely and lovely to see how rival fans can just get on and have a great time and and build good relationships and that. And uh, you know, if if English and French fans can do that, then you know, why do we have any issues like some of the ones we we see um, the more tribal issues in other sports? But no, um, the game itself was horrific. England were ten 0 down within about two minutes. So, um, yeah. It, 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 it wasn't going to get much better from there. Nick and I went to the pub on um, Saturday night and we turned up just as the England game was starting. I didn't watch it because it's rugby, obviously, and I have, I have taste. Um, but every time I went to the bar, it was, you could see how how rapidly it was all going downhill. Even the, did you, I'm surprised your brown shoes didn't, didn't save you. I was not actually wearing brown shoes. I am sure. No, I don't believe you. No, no, I actually I did last time just to just to be ironic. But no, I was I was wearing Vans today and a, and a, and a very attractive red hat. But 
Uh, but yeah, it was it was a nice atmosphere and it's a good day out. Um, and I like the area around it. Richmond in particular is lovely. Um, but yeah, Liverpool were rubbish. England were rubbish. Uh, the women didn't play well today, so basically sport can just get in the bin this weekend. Mr Hayes, you went to watch Wigan. How did that work out for you? Yeah, well, I went, to, I went to Turf Moor. I really like Turf Moor. It's a cracking little ground. I've said that it's quite big, but it's a decent ground. Uh, and the, the sort of pre-match build-up in the atmosphere is absolutely superb. They've got digital digital screens up everywhere now. They've, they've done a big digital transformation of the ground, and it really works. It's it's they've got like um like a a, a walk through video of their history before the kickoff, and it really sort of spine tingling stuff. It's absolutely fantastic. But it's just a, it's just a great setup, you know. It's well organised. It's you know the the stewarding's really good. The police are, are really good. The the just the whole area around the stadium, and considering it's right in the town centre, it's it's quite an achievement. But it's really well disciplined, and, and I thought it was just a great day out. And, and in terms of um, in terms of Wigan, I'm sure people have seen the the news that the Wigan players hadn't been paid on Friday, and the, uh, the staff hadn't been paid on Friday. So for them to put the shift in that they did against by far and away the best team in the championship by a long, long way. Um, they, they, they did do bad. They lost 5-1 at home earlier in the season, only lost three on, on Saturday. Um, not going to say anything about whether Burnley are playing by the rules or not, because we don't know, but they are currently under a transfer embargo as a result of a change of um, change of accountancy. So uh, we shall see. I think, if, I haven't been to Turf Moor, Dan, but a lot of people who have have said, even though they have done the modernisation that you talk about, the ground still retains a lot of its character and a oh, lot of absolutely. its Absolutely, yeah, 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 definitely. It's really good. I mean, it's it, it, there. Are, some of the stands are old, but it, but like you say, they've they've modernised it, and it and it's it's great. Mister Rimmer, what have you checked off on footballology this week? Oh, we, we checked off a big one on footballology this week. The amount of times I have been past that bleeding ground and never gone <laughs> to it has annoyed me for for getting on for a few years now. So eventually. Me and Dan uh, took ourselves off on Friday night to uh, Crew to the Mournflex Stadium to watch Crew Salford. Um, Gresty Road. That, yeah, Gresty Road, Mournflex Stadium, Alexandra Stadium, whatever you want to call it. Crew's home ground. Um, yeah, it was really good. So we um, we went nice and early um, and decided Crew did not look like a very welcoming place to drink. So we went to Wigan instead, um, <laughs> which actually doesn't sound much better. But uh, no. if you're ever in Wigan, uh, the Wigan Central Park. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's absolutely incredible. Um, I could barely walk coming out of there, if I'm being honest. And I was like, I've got to go to a football game. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> we knew we had to crew Salford to watch, so we sort of um, planned accordingly. And uh, yeah, lots of uh, lovely cider was consumed and everything like that. So that was that was really good. And then we saw a fantastic game as well, a seven-goal thriller. Um, crew went 1-0 uh, down before going 2-1 up, um, before Salford equalising just before half-time. Salford then went 3-2 up on what looked like the winner on about 85 minutes before Crew scored again on 87 and 90, which caused pandemonium. And the stewards being too concerned with the away fans, that a home fan managed to go out of the home end, run the whole whole um, half of the pitch to the Salford fans before someone actually noticed that he shouldn't have been there. But absolutely fantastic day. Um, lovely afternoon. And then for the first time, I think all season, I did not go to a football match on Saturday. Oof. Um, I know, too much work, too much work on. Um, but I did watch other football, so I watched some massive team from Dorset um, implode a little small team from Merseyside and uh, watched that one-season <laughs> wonder 
don't know what you're on about there. Moving swiftly. Yeah, I do know. Yeah, no, exactly, no, exactly didn't, didn't. How about yourself, Mr. Bond? You saw that rarest of things, an Everton win. An Everton win, but an Everton held on for 89. I mean, I aged a lot in that, that whole game, really. Uh, did it in fun. the most Everton way as well. We're going to score in the first minute and cling on for dear life for the next 89 minutes. <laughs> I sit behind the goal where Demari Gray put it in from um, just inside the box. Uh, after the first minute, I'm, I'm going to the fellow next one. That's early, that, isn't it? We, we only really scored one goal a game. I'm thinking, <laughs> that's, that's come early, that, isn't it? So first half, you're excellent. I thought, oh, well, we're doing all right. Second half, I don't know what happened, but everyone was behind the ball and it was like, oh, right, okay. But I actually went, I think my favourite trip of the week, obviously, Everton win is a great thing for me, uh, was actually going to watch another sport. Uh, oh no! Is, what's wrong with darts? Oh, it's <laughs> fantastic. Sport. But you can't even watch sport. it. You you go no, to you... watch a screen. I just watch it at home because I'd had about fifteen pints. I was loving life. I mean, these, the the only advantages you like you can go. They'll they'll put a bit of paper on your table. You can hold a sign up, and you've paid fifty quid for the privilege. Oh, Madness. I only paid twenty five to be fair. Oh. But I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't on a table though, so that's why. But I still had a good good seat, good view. Um, and you took your mum as well, the lovely oh, Sue Bond. Don't put this on a podcast. Jesus <laughs> Christ, everyone's around. Sad. Yeah, I'm gone with my actual friends, like later in the year. But um, no, my mum likes art, so I went. Uh, yeah, the legendary Sue Bond uh, came along with me in a Van Gerwen shirt. So, I mean, obviously she must have the money to buy them Van Gerwen shirts because they're quite expensive, aren't they? So, uh, But no, good good day out anyway. Uh, and uh, looking forward to going to the Premier League in Birmingham uh, before Bradford away, uh, which... Me and Mike have booked a future trip together. Ooh. It, it's there's nothing wrong with it's, that. It's quite a depressing. Um, it's quite a depressing booking, really, because like when you get the email conversation conference confirmation through, if I can speak, it says you are going to Bradford, basically, and that's not really something <laughs> you ever want to hear, is it? But I'm looking forward to it. Should be good. A new what, take for us. The wife and I managed a rare date night on Saturday, didn't we, love? We did. Are we not? Are we gonna just? We're just gonna breeze past my, um, uh, you know, life affirming achievement. Oh, uh, oh, my, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's been a, it's been a, you know, a, it's been a memorable weekend. I've, um, in, in the last, in the last couple of weeks, I have uh, entered into the world. Now I'm able to of um, putting on an accumulator. Uh, let's just say. My selections have been previously a little bit. Um, how would you describe them, Jay? Generally, your your predictions for football matches are terrible. Anyway, right. Let's get back <laughs> to it. You, you know, so I won a sixfold accumulator. I, I mean, that contained a predicted Everton and Luton win. <laughs> so Luton ten. Luton ten. I added them in mostly because of the you know, I because of our our um, uh, quarter French um, three quarters Luton all legend friend <laughs> Mr Hartwell. Um, I do kind of have to friend be, of the pod. You know, in, yeah, friend of the pod. Do have to endure a little bit of listening to about Luton, and I just kind of I kind of got the impression that they were doing all right. So I thought. <laughs> I'll add them on. And yeah, I, I did indeed. So I'm very, very chuffed with myself. Uh, we went out for a date night. We went to the uh, the Castori. Highly recommend. Very good curry. Um, and then we went to um, the Grassy, 
in oh, Hillside, where we met up with oh, uh, yeah. with Family Bond. Oh. So yeah, it was it was a nice weekend. I think you know, Sons football. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. All right, well, let's get into it. First off, uh, let's have a look at the mystery sand grounder. This is a feature we've been rolling out over the past couple of weeks where Mr. Hayes uh, gives us a couple of clues. Uh, do you want to go through last week's first off, Dan? Yep, first clue last week was, as an international footballer, he holds a unique record for his country that can never be beaten. So a few people did say that the record was that he scored four goals on his debut. But that could be beaten. But the one that couldn't be beaten is that he scored England's first ever goal at a World Cup finals. Second clue, in a major domestic cup competition, he also holds two unique records, neither of which to date have been beaten. And again, we had some people say that his record was actually uh, being credited with scoring in 15 consecutive league games. But A, league is not a cup competition. And actually, some people don't count that record because he did have a two-game spell in the middle of that where he was injured, so he couldn't play. But those records are that he scored in 12 successive FA Cup rounds, and he is the first and currently only player to score a hat-trick in an FA Cup final. And the third clue is that he's so revered by one of his former clubs that there is a statue outside of the ground, and that is at Blackpool. And Nicola, you were the first person to guess this week. So do you want to name the mystery sand grounder? Yeah, it was Stan Bordenson. It was indeed. So well done to all of those who, who guessed correctly. We did have quite a few good guesses there. Um, some were wrong, but we did have quite a few good ones. Uh, mystery sand grounder number three then. So the first clue for this one. Whilst playing in America, he was nicknamed the Wizard of Nod. Clue number two, his football achievements include two first division titles with two different clubs. Clue number three, he was an unused squad member at the World Cup. So there, this week's three clues. I'll post them once again in the lock topic on the forum and you can send in your best guesses via a private message, direct message on the Twitter page or even email to me. Sat in the pub last night with Mrs Cave, Mr Bond, uh, Bond Senior. Uh, we were talking about this one that you've just given and the one that you're going to give us next week as well. And, oh, my Lord, did that cause a debate in the pub. This one um, I had, I didn't realise. I, I actually, I, I, I recognised the nickname, but hadn't really realised that he'd played for Southport because it's possibly given it away, but a little bit before my time. Um, but the second one, the one for next week, you've upset me, Hayes. Oh, you've upset me a lot. We had to, we had to Google it in the end. There's a, there's a, a clue in there. I'll, I'll talk more about this next week, but there's, a, there's a clue in there that leads you on to another clue. Uh, I, the, the, it could have been six or seven different people, and we had to Google it. I'm annoyed we didn't get it, but hey, but I, I think this is a great feature. So, say, do let us know. We'll, uh, as, as Dan says, we'll put the uh, the clues up on port chat. No prizes. This is just for fun. We gave we gave the book away the first week, but this is just for fun. Uh, so, do let us know if you get the answer to that. Right, this week, take two. We uh, took on Blythe Spartans at Hague Avenue. Not the Merseyrail Community Stadium, as I described it in an earlier take. Uh, and we came out as 2-1 victors. Uh, so, by all accounts, 45 minutes of a very good performance. Liam Watson actually said the first half was probably the worst performance of the season. Was that fair to, to the guys well, who went? It rivals Chorley yeah, away, much. put it that way. Oh, <laughs> Those two were shockers. That was that was quite a dark half-time conversation, that one, wasn't it? It was, it was. Yeah, Tuesday was about on par with that, to be fair, at half-time. 
So what went I, wrong? I spent, what went wrong in that first half? I spent the, spent the first 10 minutes shaking my head thinking, how are we not losing? You know, mm. we they, they'd hit the post twice. They'd certainly come close. Uh, we were getting absolutely panned for the first 10 minutes. We were just absolutely wide open. Um, thankfully, it did settle down. And, and towards the end of the first half, it sort of calmed down a bit. But uh, yeah, the first half was terrible. We didn't look like we were going to score if we'd played for another two hours. But then came out of the trap second half, much improved performance by all accounts. Well, I only turned up for the second half, so I just saw a wonderful game. Um, <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> so, um, as, opposed, as opposed to Martin Farrell, who only saw the first half. Oh, so no. uh, Martin's, a, Martin's a guy that, that some, someone on the pod will know, but he's uh, the coach that I coach with. I know he listens, so hello, Martin. Um, and he had cricket. Uh, that evening so he turned up and only watched the first 30 minutes and uh did not give a glowing review when i saw him this morning so so the total opposite the community there's there's some sections of the community sections that are clearly cursed yeah I, well that's it i mean i i was coaching the women so i got in for the second half and yeah w- within minutes we were we were ahead and um yeah it was a really w- um really good finish and then uh you know, within seconds, it was two. And I was like, I, I was actually, when the second goal was scored, I was down at the front with Bond, who kindly bought me a coffee. And um, we were both embraced by um, uh, the Milk Room's own Jack Bainbridge because we were at the right place <laughs> in the right time. He, he was very excited. Um, but yeah, it was a really great start to to the second half. And what was noticeable um, was the style of play for that first 20 minutes. And... Um, I'm going to um, just say that there's, there's a, a number of people who have commented on this. One of the one of the biggest uh, commentators on this is a, a guy called uh, Steve Huff, who, who often talks about. He's on Twitter. I know he listens sometimes, um, and he talks about the style of play and that he thinks we're a better side when we play football and don't just play the direct way and get the ball, shall we say, into the right areas, which is, is a phrase which is used. And I think this is a really strong. Um, endorsement of that because you know the way that we moved the ball quickly we worked hard and caused them massive problems uh they did i mean the first goal great finish by you know the the living embodiment of sergio ramos um (laughs) it was the speed of movement it was the speed of how quickly he moved and the defender just seemed to have his his foot stuck in treacle and then really quick three quick quick thinking sorry from uh, Connor Woods for the um, for the second goal you know that quick free kick to Tyler Walton um, really lovely movement great finish in off the post I, I don't know about you guys I love that sound when it goes clink it's the inside of the post comes in it's just beautiful um, and, and to be fair as you said Dan I, I've watched back some of the highlights from the first half yes Blythe could easily have been a couple of goals up early doors but if we had been three or four nil up uh, by about the 60th or 65th minute, you couldn't have disbelieved it because we just played brilliant football. We're carving through and uh, seemed to be looking to score or looking likely to score every time we went forward. Chris, Chris Doyle actually messaged me and said he prefers being called uh, Virgil van Doyle than Sergio. <laughs> 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 to, to which I replied, I've always preferred Adam Anson anyway. He's a proper Evertonian. <laughs> wow. Great response. Wow. Fantastic response. <laughs> Get him Virgil, on the transfer. Virgil van Doyle. Virgil van Doyle. I do like that, though. 
played a damn sight better than Virgil did yesterday. My word. One season. He, one he just couldn't handle Dorset. It's he, he just doesn't. He's never seen such a beautiful place before. I see Reese completely put him off. I think the man with small arms is probably to blame for this, and you know, it's funny. Yeah, it is quite funny, isn't it? It is quite uh, funny. So anyway, we've we've completely backtracked. We've off gone the from the game. game. Uh, we're talking about. Yeah, I, w- I would I would actually like to just uh, thank. I don't do it very often because um, I was busy on Tuesday, so I wasn't there. But um, just big thanks to the Blythe uh, commentary team who did Blythe live on Tuesday night. They were really good. I thought they were uh, they were excellent. They were unbiased. They were obviously supporting Blythe slightly, but um, yeah, they, they were they were really good. Um, gave a really good account of the game, so that was really uh, really pleasing to see. And I think, to be honest, it was getting a bit squeaky bum time after that uh, Brackley loss when we came back. So we were four points off the off the relegation zone. So just to get a win, get back into the swing of hopefully winning, get pushed back up the table with our games in hand. So I think the the result was just uh, just the main thing on that one. Um, the performance can come later. The wins are the most important thing. And and fair play to the Blythe fans that travelled down as well. It's a hell of a long mile on Tuesday. That, that is that is fantastic. Especially when it was like risk of a blizzard being a hell of a hell of a good support. Took more took down. more than we did up there. They they brought more yeah, down towards so yeah there was only about seven fair. of us that wasn't there so fair yeah. play fair play. Twenty four uh, of them I sp- brilliant I, I suppose yeah. I suppose for me the only I would say negative was an old habit returning. And that was that thing of sitting back when we had a lead. And I think from about 65, 70 minutes on, we did. And you you invite pressure, you invite them on. And even though, having watched it back myself, and I'd like everyone's opinion on this, I don't think it's a penalty. I think it's a poor decision. But we were inviting that pressure. And you know, rather than... because. When we were playing on the front foot, playing really nice, quick passing football, we looked like we were going to score three or four. And I just think perhaps we should have just maintained that. That being said, I do understand that anxiety that sets in when you haven't won a game for a long time. And so that instinct to sort of hold what you have, if you get what I mean. I don't know what everyone else thinks. But I've always said that attack is the best form of defence and that we do tend to... We do, yeah, it's all Later the Ladybird <laughs> book of coaching. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen. <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? You sit, you know, how many how many times do we sit back and, and it, you know, but if you're pushing forwards, you just got the momentum with you. Um, I just get really frustrated. I, I hate I hate balls being held in corners to the odds of the end of game. I hate messing around with it or passing it along the back line. You're just leaving yourselves open to, to someone to come in and nick one. I don't mind game management. I don't mind the ball being held in the corner, providing you've got a healthy enough lead and what have you. I think it's it's when you've only got one goal in it that's the problem because, you know, it only takes a few seconds to score. But, I, yeah, I don't mind prof- professionally managing the game and wasting a bit of time. I've got no problem with that. We've got the the, the world's number one to, in doing that in goal at the minute. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> it's not. It's not controversial. <laughs> Tony, Tony oh, it's the best in the world at wasting time. I mean, I, I always look at stuff like that. Like, um, is the team following the manager's instructions, or is there something happening on the fields that is preventing them from doing that? And you never. You, it's it's always hard to to get a clear answer. You, you know, a lot of managers will say, you know, yeah, we'd love to, we'd love to attack and play beautiful, flowing, open football for ninety minutes, but it's just not possible. And you've got to be somewhat realistic. And Liam has a uh, there's a 
it's the polite way of saying it. The, the traditional Liam style is is more direct than passing, and there has been a bit of a change in that this season at times. I think, but and I agree that we've looked very positive when we've tried to play, you know, a short passing game as opposed to a to a direct game. But sometimes it isn't possible for ninety minutes. So I don't necessarily bemoan that we haven't managed to keep that up. But it'd be interesting to. I mean, you, you'll never know, but was that something that we did tactically or was that something, was that just the team responding to the team they're playing on the pitch? Or... Do you know what? I, I don't think, I think if you come into an, a National League North game expecting to see tick attacker passing football, then you're going to be sorely disappointed because oh, yeah. you're not going to see that because the players at this level just are not good enough to do it. The, the one thing that you see different is when, when a team stops being predictable and that was the difference on Tuesday. When you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, you're going to get the same outcome. And the one spell in the game where we didn't do what everyone expected us to do, we got results from it. And that's what we need to do. Stop being predictable. So start taking a few chances to dribble into the box instead of lumping the ball in. And so just have a shot from out the, from distance, you know, try different free kick routines. Don't be predictable because that's when you're going to get results, isn't it? Because people will 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 set up to try and counter what they're expecting you to do. So, you know, like I say, if you're if you're turning up at Haygav expecting to see pretty passing football, you are going to be disappointed. But that's because of the level. It's not because of Liam's style necessarily. You, you know, I, you could sit and say you want to develop the Man City style of football if you want to, but you ain't going to see it with players at National League North. Talking of people turning up at the ground, uh, interesting attendance. It was 552 on the gate, which is compared to both the most recent home league game and our average attendance this season is pretty much 50% off the gate. Um, it was our lowest home league crowd for 15 years and our second lowest in approximately 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. So I can't, I'll and be honest, I can't remember the, the last one that was this low, but I'm led to believe it was an absolute horrendous day. You know, Oh, the Vauxhall Motors really, one. Yeah, it was absolutely one. hammering it down. It was terrible. The game should it. never have even been played, to be honest. It was it was bad. It was um it was put on the Kent, but he was he was right. I do vaguely remember it. Um I, I put my thoughts up at the the the, 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 the top of the show. I, I think it's I think it'll be a one-off. I, I, I would imagine come come Tuesday night, I think you'd be back more up to the seven, eight, nine hundreds. I think, and and there are a little mitigating circumstances to that gate. It, look, it's a long way to travel for Blythe, so they're not they're not bringing hundred fifty people, and it was a bit cold. But I I do think maybe we've we've brought it on ourselves a little bit. It wasn't. It wasn't that cold. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, I've been... know I, I, I turned up with loads of layers, hats, and gloves, and everything. I took them off because you know, not you're always prepared. You, always prepared, on. you, Dan, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, 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 I was stood there, and I wasn't. I wasn't cold. I was stood behind the goal, and I wasn't cold. Um, but you know, and I've heard a few people use that as a reason. It became colder as the week went on. You know, there were weather warnings in place, but they weren't in effect on Tuesday night. You know, a few people mentioned that we've got a, a, a fairly heavy run of home games coming up. People. People possibly saving money. I, I just, I, I, I do think it comes back to um, things we've said ourselves. I, I, I that Q and A. If you listen to what they specifically said, at no point did they say we don't want to get promoted. That wasn't what the club said. In fairness, what they said was, if we got promoted now, it could be extremely damaging. Um, you know, and okay, the difference is subtle, but it is a difference. Um, 
you know, I, I, because there is a lot of positive stuff going on at the club at the minute. So, so we'll come on to what the 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 stuff going on with the stand in it in a little in a little while with the news, but that's really positive. Um, I'm biased, obviously, but I think the the community section is growing and flourishing, and and, and you know, I think we if we can move away from, um, the the sort of woe is us stuff because we've 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 had a lot of it, you know, and we and we start discussing as an entire club how we move forward. I think that gate will just be a one-off and, and you'll get people back through the door. I just think the most off-putting part about the Q&A, you know, was the tone. It was the tone yeah. of it, not the, not necessarily even the, the content. It's nice to have honesty. Sometimes, you know, you can be a little bit too honest, um, but that's what we want. We want honesty. We want transparency. We want to know what's going on. And if that message isn't great, then, then you know, we know but try and look at how it's presented. You know, there's a there's a way of presenting that information that doesn't put supporters off wanting to back you or put investors off wanting to get involved. Um, you know, it's it's yeah. The tone to me, the tone was the but, was the, was but, a big issue. But then, say to, to be to be fair, to be fair, Liam's post match after Blythe was very positive. It was it was an, a stark difference from from the things the club have been saying for the for the last couple of weeks. You know, you know it. They they'd had positive meetings internally at the club. They had positive meetings with, um, you know, potential advertisers in and around the town and looking at progressing the club. And and the messaging was so different. And it was it was really good to hear. And and so more of that. I thought that was that was a, a, a big improvement. I also thought it was like there was, although there wasn't you know the big crowds. You know, obviously it's not it's not on near our average. But I thought the noise in the jet car was excellent. Oh, you could hear it from our house, guys. Like, I, yeah. Amazing. Sorry. Um, really you were really, really, really good. Yeah, <laughs> and Joe, yeah that's it. So actually, I will say, so I, I couldn't make it. It was it, Tuesday nights can be difficult sometimes. I had to look after the kids. Jay didn't get home till late. Um, if I'd managed to get off my works call a bit earlier, I might have come down, but I didn't manage to. Um, but I could hear Noel... I could identify Noel's voice from inside my front room. Didn't have the wind, didn't have the doors over the windows over anything like that, and the telly on, and I could still hear Noel and the lads singing. So you know, yeah, really good work from the from an atmosphere point of view. If you can hear it that far away, you're doing really, really well. The only thing I'd say, really, is if you did choose to stay away because of what you're because of what you heard on the Q and A, then please reconsider because at the end of the day. Staying away and not supporting the team isn't helping anybody. If if finances are a struggle and we need people through the gate, then turn up and support them because that's what we need. Good point. Well done, Dan. Fair play. Okay. Uh, right. So we're a bit pressed for time, so let's move on to uh, the news. You're listening to the Port Chat Podcast. This is the most up-to-date news. And now we go to our correspondent, the official news check, Nick Kane. This is the Port Chat News. So we've got a couple of really positive news stories uh, this week. So we're going to start off with that uh, that stand naming rights. Uh, Dave Barron uh, organised a raffle uh, which saw 20 local companies all put £1,000 in for the chance uh, to win the stand naming rights. Uh, that was won, I believe, by Anthony James. Uh, it was announced by Liam in his post-match interview on Tuesday night. Uh, so they will be getting the main stand 
naming rights for the remainder of this season and next season. So that's £20,000 raised for the club. Massive thanks to Dave Barron, who organised that. Um, yeah, just some great work. It's a, it's a really good initiative. It's worked at a couple of other clubs. I've got the list here of the other companies that I, I just want to quickly read out because if you know to put a to put a grand in and potentially not get much back is 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 if you know absolutely fair play. So the the other companies that that, that, that put in were uh, A One Paintwork, Ian Cockbane Wealth, uh, Anthony James Estates, who, who obviously won, uh, Lease Car UK, ASG Integrated Systems, NKM Building Supplies. Ben Carter, Electrical SBP Southport, Birkdale Insurance Group, Thomas Howie Kitchens, DPI, Travel Co, Effordsley and Sons, Travel One OCS, Five Star of Formby, Trust and Equity Release, and Gemini Finance. So thank you very much uh, for supporting the club. I think actually getting involved in that is uh, is a brilliant initiative. So really well done to all involved. Yeah, brilliant to see so many local businesses getting behind the club at such a, you know, what, what for many is a difficult time financially. And to have that many companies interested in putting their name to the main stand can only be a positive because you'd like to hope that those companies will um obviously they've had their interest peaked and that's down to the hard work of everyone of liam of dave of steve of, um you know all the people are involved there at the club um and really you'd like to think well actually these people they've chosen they've taken the first step and but hopefully some of those companies if not all can be involved in some way, shape or form moving forward. And that can only be a positive for the club in both a financial sense, but also in a community engagement sense. Excellent. And talking about the community, uh, our new matchday caterers, the Farmhouse Kitchen, won a bronze award for their beef and ale pie in the prestigious British Pie Awards in Melton Mowbray last week. Um, there were over 700 entries, only one from Southport. Only one winner from Southport has ever been recorded, and that is the Farmhouse Kitchen. So very, very well done to them. I think they, they're beyond chuffed. Uh, I did talk to Rob and he you know, he sort of said that he'd uh, they'd sent some entries in for a couple of different categories um i don't think they were expecting to uh, get um a, a bronze or get any form of award they were just happy to have submitted uh, an entry i mean they were alongside uh, michelin star um uh restaurants and chefs entering their um pies as well so to, to actually come back with a bronze award is uh yeah really really well done and well deserved to be honest definitely Okay, looking at the wider game, uh, the National League are launching 10 streaming test events in the North and South Leagues, and that starts on Tuesday. Um, you can buy a pass, a match pass, to watch those games from Monday the 13th. You can do that uh, on the National League website uh the games that have been selected in the north uh on tuesday it's brackley town versus kings lynn on saturday uh, kidderminster versus alfreton the following tuesday it's filed versus blythe there is, um, while you're reading that script love there is one member of the podcast who just sat in his seat wincing <laughs> this, this choice of matches oh yeah well sorry hang on can I finish the list and then you can then you can criticise. Good Friday, um, Chester versus Chorley, which I think is a is a, a damn good pick to be honest. That'll be that'll be pretty tasty. Um, and on Easter Monday, Darlington versus Bradford, Brackets Park Avenue, Brackets. 
don't know why they've done that, but they have. Um, yeah, disappointing that we've not been chosen, I guess. But uh, I guess, you know, the ones that they have have been chosen because they're either pushing for a, a promotion or the the battle in a relegation or, or you know, we're kind of we're sitting in a nice sort of middle ground ourselves at the moment. So, um, it, you know how I feel about these these the streaming i'm not a big fan it'll be interesting to see how it works we know that it's going to be reliant heavily on volunteers at clubs uh, or local radio stations if you brought them in for that reason to provide the um commentary and such so yeah it, it, it's an interesting test event bradford brackets park avenue is the official name of the club now they've changed yeah, it. it is yeah it, it is, is yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah they've added the brackets in yeah the brackets oh, missed... is, is added by the clubs themselves yeah well i've, I've missed that memo yeah. i uh, i should i'm gonna go i'm gonna go now in disgrace come on we, if we, we everything everything on here is the most up-to-date come on now I, I've, I've failed you know, in yeah well, I, 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 oh because this is this is this is going to come in for us and it's going to affect us and, and, and i've uh i've been pretty clear that I'm not the biggest fan of um, this arrangement as a whole. That said, if it comes in, which it's it's obviously going to, um, people probably should get behind it for the for the good of the club. I, I'd rather the deal was better and was done in a different way. But if this is what, like, I'll I'll probably subscribe to it. Don't get me wrong. But under you know duress a little bit, I think that the the deal could be better for the club. So I don't think it's going to be massively groundbreaking. But I, I I suppose it's worth getting behind. I just wish they'd done it a bit better. You know, I'm looking forward to the streaming itself. It's the distribution of the funds that yeah. I think mm. this is the most yeah, disappointing yeah. part. I think actually having the ability to to watch us away from home more often I'm looking forward to because I, I don't always get to away games. So I'm looking forward to being able to. But yeah, <laughs> I, the, the way the money's given out is just crazy. Well, National League in messing up distribution of funds, shocker. Wow, yeah. wouldn't have believed that one. Yeah. I prefer I prefer to be there. I don't know. Sorry. I know I know it's difficult and I know it's well, hard I, sometimes. I, I, sometimes it's hard to get to away games, but I, I think and everyone, it's expensive as well. I think uh, the vast I, majority of people would prefer to be there, but yeah. it's uh, it, it, I don't think there's much detailed research on people who don't go to games because of media coverage. And I've heard every opinion under the sun from when I, I did it myself. You know, people say, oh, does, com- does audio commentary affect the gate? I personally don't think it does, but nah. maybe, there's, maybe there's evidence it does. I, I honestly don't know. I don't think many people, particularly at our level, will not go to a game because there's there's video coverage away travel possibly but home like home games certainly not if 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 you want to go to a game at our level you'll you'll just go you know um, exactly if there's a, if there's a handful of people that are put off by radio coverage you're talking about 50 quid well you're probably going to get more than that in benefits by the fact that your name's getting put out there in public yeah. so how much would it cost you to advertise for that length of time on a saturday on a on a radio station it would cost you a fortune wouldn't it so to me you're getting much more benefit that way So that it for the news? That's it for the news. That's it for the news. Okay. Still haven't got the budget for a jingle for Noel. So here's Noel with your community team's news. One of these days, I'm just going to sing my own jingle. Um, I don't care. And yes, Writes the jingle, sings the jingle. Write the theme tune, <laughs> sing the theme tune. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'd forgotten all about that. Right. Anyway, congratulations to our players of the week. Uh, James, Jackson, Harry, Maxi, George W. George H. and Henry. Leon, Archie, Blake, Max, Tommy, Ruben and Gino, 
Sophie and the whole under-12s Yellows team. Uh, and a, a big well done to Mr. Cave and Mr. Farrell uh, for um, a big win today, I believe, sir. We're not meant to say that, are we? We're not meant to say that we won, but we won. No, you can say you won. You can't oh, can we? Scores out. Right, so... It was, so- it was- it was an important win for you. Yeah, we, we 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 needed a win. We've um, <clears throat> we've got a really good team. We've got a team of, of 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 great kids that we really enjoy working with. And um, the past couple of weeks, they've really stepped up in training and they've really stepped up with the performances. But we haven't had the results that we deserved, maybe from that. So we had a really good win today. Um, thoroughly enjoyable, really well done to all teams. So of, of those players of the week, ours were George W, George, H and Henry. We couldn't pick between the three of them. They did so, so well. Um, so very, very special mentions to the under-10s gold because the, the team, they, they deserve it all. They've really put in the effort over the past couple of weeks and really nice result for them today. Fantastic. Uh, on to the women. Um, not a great day, really. I think I alluded to that earlier. Uh, we're at home to Formby Community in the League Cup. Um Started well, um, started well, we're on top, had some good chances, keepers pulled off a few good saves, and then <clears throat> as the half went on, really, um, just didn't continue putting the level of work in that was demanded. Formby came into the game, they worked hard, and, and they got a goal uh, shot from an acute angle, uh, which went in, uh, I think it deceived the keeper, um, and at half time it was 1-0, uh, and then... I had a few choice words. I think it's for Bert to say at half time. Definitely. Just about just about basically um putting the effort and the attitude in and, and working hard for each other. And um obviously those words had the desired effect because within 30 seconds of the restart, we were two 0 down. Um and it was just one of those they caught us cold. But I have to say the response from that point on w- was really positive and um the women really upped the game um but just couldn't get the breakthrough. Um, had some good chances. Um, the, the goalkeeper Lucy Evanson, I've known Lucy for years. She had a great game defensively. They're excellent. Their best player was their captain Rosie Hubbard. Again, known Rosie since she was about eight. Uh, really fabulous performance from her. Um, and they just were really disciplined. And the, the moral of the story is you can't give any team a two-goal head start and expect to get anything from the game. But I was encouraged by what I saw in the second half. We played much better football. We hunted down. There was much better energy and effort. Um uh, and yeah and, and at the end just with a couple of minutes remaining as we push to get back in the game they hit us on the break and made it three 0 they totally deserve to win um yeah we probably should have had a penalty bit of a strange decision but uh, you know it is what it is you just um I, I was pleased with the reaction from the girls in the second half and we, if we learn from that and further improve then then I think you know it may be a an indirect positive in a way because it just shows that actually it doesn't matter who you're playing, you've got to keep your standards, you've got to earn the right to play your football. So the curse of Bond is still intact, isn't it, Dan? Because <laughs> so, yep. you were there and you haven't seen us win in 90 minutes yet. So what were your thoughts? Uh, echo, really, what you say, really. Uh, Paul first. I mean, they started well. Uh, for me, grew into the game. Uh I think I mentioned that on Twitter because I could see them just growing a bit more into the game. Uh, and then they got their, got their initial goal. Uh, and then uh, the second half, they start. I mean, obviously, I wasn't there for your team to go half time because I tried to buy you a coffee. Uh, was was informed that the cafe shuts 10, at 10 to 3, uh, which is convenient time. The brackets couldn't be asked, really. Uh, but yeah, so, obviously, start, start the second half, conceded straight away. 
Uh, but I, I did think they played better second half. Uh, I did think uh, manager match Sophie Spirit was fantastic. Uh, yeah. And I also thought Tegan uh, was really good. He made a debut. Yeah, uh, yeah. A couple, couple of other players uh, I thought were excellent. I thought Emma Bonner was excellent as well. Uh, I, yeah, I thought it was a good, uh, you know, a, a lot improved in the second half. Maybe a bit unlucky to concede two in the second half and not to have a pen. But you go again. We go again. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I'll just echo what I'd say. Sophie, absolutely superb. Emma, really, really good player. She, she, she plays her heart out for team, got real quality. Um, I think as well, I think Emily Norcross, who played on the wing and up front. Yeah, she's she, very she, good. She, she, did, she did great. She she really tried to stretch the play. She got a bit targeted by their defence, uh, but was at the heart of probably a lot of the, the, the better things that we did. Um, but yeah, and Tegan, Tegan Cunningham, uh, you know, first, first appearance. She'd been training with us for a while. Uh, went in into a system that she's not used to playing. She's used to being a more regular fullback, playing as part of a back three. And to be honest with you, when we were a little bit flat, she came in, she got a few tackles in, she got stuck in uh, and really did well. But you know, I think it was a really encouraging debut. So positive, despite a disappointing day on the whole, it was an encouraging, there, there were some encouraging signs. And you know what we do is we roll our sleeves up and and we go again as you say so on in terms of the women uh we were due to be previewing two games this uh this edition of the podcast and we're actually previewing none because um we were due to be playing on wednesday night away at um marine but that game has now been postponed because unfortunately there has been an issue with the availability of marine's pitch and um as you can well imagine trying to find an alternate venue at short notice uh, has been pretty impossible. So that game will be played later in the season. Uh, and then the other game that we were due to be playing next weekend on Mother's Day, it was the County Cup quarterfinal. Uh, and that was due to be against the winners of Warrington and McGull. Um, now, um, that game was actually abandoned. Uh, I'm not sure the reasons why. And we were waiting for a Liverpool County FA decision on what was going to happen. So we didn't know who we were playing or anything. Anyway, um, the surprising decision uh, from our point of view came through on late on Friday that the Liverpool County FA had decided to expel both teams from the competition. And as a result, we actually received a bye through to the semi-finals. So um, not the way we would have chosen to progress, but to make the quarterfinals of the Lancashire competition and the semi-finals of the Liverpool competition, I think on any metric is an impressive achievement. And so the other three quarterfinals are being uh, are taking place next weekend. So we will learn our opponents in the semi-finals after those games have taken place. And I'll be hopefully able to update you on that in the two weeks. So actually the next game for the women is... Um, Sunday, the 26th of March. So two weeks today. Um, and then we are at home to FC St. Helens, who are one of the top teams in the higher division. Um, and they uh that will be that is in the League Cup group stage again. Um, so yeah, so that's two weeks now, a week off for the for the women next week with this uh, county cup game having been uh post well having having been awarded to us as a walkover, really. Uh, on to the academy. Uh, what a great result this week. On Wednesday, they won 5 2. 
against Stephen Gerrard Academy team two at Heron Eccles, making sure they didn't slip up. They let it yes, slip. Uh, hey. Hey. Well, they God. didn't. Thank they God. didn't. No, great performance from the lads, and good to see uh, lots of coverage from the club on that. Really, really um, you know, it, it, we have to remember that this is a new team which is coming together against other teams that have been together for an awful long, uh, you know, a much longer time. So, um, you know, well done to all the boys and their coaches uh, and, and and really, really good effort there. Uh, and they're back in action again this uh, Wednesday. Uh, and they t- they travel to Cheshire. They travel to the leasing.com stadium, which many of you will better know as the Moss Rose Macclesfield. And they'll be playing Macclesfield College Team 2. But again, that is this Wednesday, the 15th of March, and that is a 2pm kickoff, and I'm sure all support would be greatly appreciated. And that is that for your community news. Thank you very much, Noel. So looking ahead to the two games we've got in the next seven days that start off with Boston, they are coming down to Hague Avenue uh, on Tuesday night. This is a rearranged game. In fact, rearranged twice now, hasn't it, I think? Uh uh, someone has very helpfully informed me that there is a Met Office weather warning for snow and ice between <laughs> Monday night and Tuesday morning. Against, against Boston. Against Boston, yeah. So uh, just obviously wrap up warm, wear some decent footwear just in case it is because some of the paths around the ground do get very, very slippy. Mr Hayes, how many times have we drawn with Boston? Three. Uh, we've played them 20 <laughs> times. <laughs> um, We've played them twenty times. We've drawn three. We've won seven. So they've they shade it a bit on us, really, with their with their ten wins. Um, Thirty two goals scored for both sides in those in those matches. So it, it's been reasonably even over the years. First time we met them was the FA Cup in nineteen seventy. It was a two 0 defeat for us. And the last time we met, we it was the opening day of the season. I think five three win away from home. Um, quite a few players that have played for both clubs. Um, Jordan Archer being one of them. Um, some good names in there as well. Gary Brabin, uh, Chris Holland, Mike Marsh, John McKenna, Tim Ryan. Paul Tate we mentioned the other week, didn't we? He's uh, He played He's with them. Hammer. Uh, and, uh, and Jake Wright, who, who actually scored uh, midweek as well. So, um, so, yeah, there we go. A bit of form for you. They, um, they picked up an excellent 4-1 victory at Blythe this weekend. Uh, before that, they've only lost one game in six, so they're starting to pick up a bit. They had a dreadful start to the year, and they they had planned to to be sort of in and around playoff contention. So they, they they've massively underperformed against their own expectations this season. They are currently nineteenth. They're three points above the drop, uh, three points behind Southport. They're five game form, which they've won two, drawn two, lost one. Uh, they lost to Spennymore last Tuesday, but they've had some decent results in the past few games. They had three points against both Chorley and Brackley. They've drawn against Peterborough Sports and Kidderminster Harriers, so it'll be a tough one, this. Uh, ref watch, Mr Rimmer, who's the man in the middle? Uh, yep, so referee for Tuesday is Darius Bradley. Uh, he's overseen 14 National League North games so far this season and has dished out 50 cards in the process. And we have seen him a couple of times already this season. Our 1-0 defeat away at failed on uh, Bank Holiday Monday in August. And then more recently at home with our 1-1 draw against Kings Lynn. Uh, predictions then, I'll go in the order on my screen. First off, it's the wife. Um, I've got more than a feeling that this is going to be oh, a bit of a no. tough match. <laughs> <laughs> you were just getting it in first though weren't you yeah, I was <laughs> I was like was I'm going to beat Noel you've outpunned me Mrs Gay oh, yes this time Noel 
this time I am the victor. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's a bit tough one. They're, they're going to, they have massively kind of underperformed this season. They are going to be looking to try and get as much of a barrier between themselves and the drop as possible because it is very, very tight in that bottom uh, section of the table. Um, they're on a roll, but so are we. Uh, I'm going to go for a one-all draw. One-all draw, Mr Hayes. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for a draw as well because we haven't kept a clean sheet in six league games and they, they're they quite free-scoring, I think, aren't they? They've, what, they score four in midweek. So I, I I can't see us not conceding, but I do think we'll score. So uh, I, still, I still, yeah, I think I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Mr Bond. 5-3. <laughs> right. Don't sound too happy about it, though. I know I, know I said that because I know that's what Michael predict. Mr Warren. <laughs> 2-1 win. No, you're no what? No, you're meant to you're meant to give us like a, a, a nice you know piece of analysis before you before you do your prediction. That's the rule. Come I, on, I think I think we're gonna play really good football. I think um they are going to yeah, I think they're they're not a bad side, but I think we're gonna be up for it. And I think this is the sort of game, yeah, we're gonna win. I'm feeling positive because football's gonna get the sport in general is gonna get better for me from this point on. Basically, 2-1 win, job done, up the mighty port Reader, it did not get better for Noel <laughs> Mr Rimmer, how about you? Um, well, I'm going on Tuesday, so that'll knock another 500 off the attendance now Everyone knows that, so uh, it might be uh, single figures there uh, But as for the, I was going to go 5-3 and that's annoyed me that you've picked that. I was also going to make a, I was also going to make a more than a feeling joke. That's been ruined for me. But Josh Miles exists now, so it's not going to be five three. It's going to be seven three. <laughs> <laughs> um, I predict it will be uh, terrible until Faz goes the cricket. Um, <laughs> Kettering then. Uh, so we welcome Kettering to Hague Avenue on Saturday. This is a three o'clock kickoff. Mr. Hayes, when have we met them before? Uh, we've met them 31 times before. We haven't got a good record against Kettering, really. We've only won six of those uh, 17 defeats, eight draws. Uh, first time we met was in 1993 in the GM Vauxhall Conference, losing 2-0 at Rockingham Road. And the last time we met, it was a 0-0 draw at Latimer Park in November last year. Um, not as many players to play for both teams, but some equally good names, really. Andy Parry and one of my favourite players of all time, Ian Arnold, being another one. Oh, yeah. He was a great player. Uh, they are 18th in the National League North. They're four points above the drop zone, two points behind Southport. Uh, two wins, two losses and a draw on the five-game form. They've picked up a point at home on Saturday against Chorley, uh, but that takes them to winless in three. They lost to Gloucester and Hereford before that in early March. I mean, this one's probably more winnable than the Boston game, um, but again, you know, teams down at the bottom, you never know quite what you're going to get. Um, I'll ask about the ref, but the script is being updated live in front of me and it says, Skip, ain't been announced yet. So Mike clearly doesn't have his finger on the pulse for that one. So. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're meant to, you're meant to have the contacts, man. You're meant to be in the know. Come on, you you've got to. My, my to in know. the know is me just looking at some some <laughs> online forum which gets updated every Monday. <laughs> that is my in the know. If someone wants to send me them before that, then please do because they'll be really useful. But um, and what's what, like? I, I kind of I, I really hope that the forum is called something like the Whispering Whistle. 
Who's in I the wish middle? It was. It, 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 I, think, I think it might be called Rate the Ref, though, you know. And I, no, I don't have an account. And no, I haven't rated Richard Holmes a zero out of ten. Just uh, before many, many times. I'd rate him 11 personally, but you know. Yeah, he's incredible, isn't he? Hey, right, let's do the predictions before we get to the key info then. I'll do it in the same order. So, how about you, Nick? Yeah, again, another team that's going to be fighting uh, to put as much distance between them and the drop as possible. Uh, yeah, we're all, we're all in it together at that kind of bottom bit of the table. So I think it'll be win more winnable than Boston, like we've said, but but still quite tough. But I think that Southport will probably be simply the best team and uh, we'll get away with a 2-0 win. Um or me next, isn't it? Uh, they haven't scored in the last three away games, so I don't think they're going to change that on Saturday. I'm going to go with a 2-0 win for us. Mr Bond? Uh, now, I always find Kettering as a bit of a, a bogey team. We haven't beaten them. Uh, we didn't beat them last season. We actually lost to them twice, I think. Uh, and we drew uh, this season 0-0 when we went there and did mission caring. So I think it's going to be 0-0 again. Mr Warren? Right, well, <laughs> I disappointed everyone <laughs> by not offering a fulsome um, analysis of the. You're not interviewing for the match of the day job here, you know. <laughs> Justice for Gary. Um, right, hey. I, I think I think they're they're rubbish away from home. I think we're pretty good at home. Um, I don't think they're going to score, and I think we will. And I think it will be two 0 Mr. Rimmer. Uh, yeah, I've got a good feeling about this one. I remember when we went to uh, Kettering, um, the guy behind the bar, the obviously the expert for everything surrounding Kettering Town Football Club, <laughs> said, um, yeah, good <laughs> I'm going to give good analysis here. He, he, he was a nice barman. Um, Maybe we need to invite Maz on here. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a new feature. New feature, yeah. Yeah. Um, good actually um he, he said they were very good at home because their pitch and really struggled uh away from home uh when they came uh because uh teams are used to playing on pitch at home so i've got good confidence for this one uh three nil so is that it the new feature is just us going around doing sound bites with random barmen at away grounds is that i, I like that i'm, I'm watching uh, that. yeah yeah, 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 I can yeah, go yeah. Into that. yeah yeah um i predict well well less of prediction i i i i don't like kettering for, for one particular reason, which is the day we got relegated, before we got unrelegated, before we won the AGM Cup, when we got relegated at Rockingham Road, I um, I remember there was about four or five teens on the sidelines going, we'll never play you again. Um, and it rattled me. It's, it's rattled me now, 15 <laughs> years later. So I don't like Kettering. So hopefully we smash them like 17-0 or something like that. Um, key info. Um, we'll do that. We'll roll the two into one. Two games, Boston. 7.45 kickoff on the Tuesday and Kettering on the Saturday. Mr Bond, tell us everything we need to know. Yep, as you mentioned, Boston's on Tuesday, 7.45. Kettering on Saturday, 3pm. Uh, the bar is open from 5pm on Tuesday and it's open from 12 on Saturday. Uh, you've got food inside the ground done by the farmhouse kitchen. Award-winning uh, food. Award-winning award -winning food. Award-winning food. You've got refreshments. You've got a bar inside the ground. I believe the bottle bar's returned. Ooh. I think. Ooh. I think it has, but I could be wrong, though. So I've I heard someone say, oh, the, I'm glad the bottle bar's back, but... So you don't know... So basically, you don't know for sure. Right. When it's not there on, on you know, we'll this week, we'll, 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 we'll blame you. 
Well, we'll have complaints, but we always have complaints. You know, so people coming up waving their tanners and there's nothing we there. We don't want people <laughs> waving tanners and things like that, asking for two bottles of lukewarm carling. Um, for away supporters, uh, obviously, I mean, if you, you obviously you can use your season ticket to go to game, or you can buy online, or you can buy in the club shop for away supporters. You can also buy in the bar as well. Uh, and that, the lounge. The lounge, sorry. The 1881 lounge, not the 1881 bar. Uh, just sort of correct that one. Uh, obviously, home fans in the uh, half the main stand, the Jack Car and the popular terrace. And the away fans are obviously down the other end in what was the Willow Catering Terrace, but I don't really know what it's called now. Uh, the Blower Ken, so sorry. In the Blower Ken for away fans. Um, that's about it, really. Uh, oh, hang on. My, my slogan. Uh, drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive, and don't be a dick. There we go. There we go. Can I just say as well on the on the subject of caterers? Um, obviously, our other friends, the Lords Deli, formerly of the football club, have started their new venture. Ooh, uh, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. In combination with uh, Seb and Leslie at the Blue Anchor, they're now doing food. I think it's uh, the latter days of the week, which I think it's from Thursday. Um, I do know it's gone really, really well because they had to stop serving because they ran out of food. It was that good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so the, obviously, um, Lourdes Deli during the day. You can also have uh, Lourdes Deli now uh, of an evening at the Blue Anchor. And um, once Lent is over and I'm allowed to have beverages, I will be paying them a visit, of course. Oh, yeah, I let's think... let's organise like a pod, pod pub. Yeah, I Lord's mean, I might Deli. go Saturday. Pod, might... pod pub and grub. If anyone's going to game Saturday, I might go after the game because I get ever since the half five. But it's a little don't don't let that put you off, folks. Hey. <laughs> uh, one of us won this week, though. Yeah, football. Oh, here we go. Here we go. They've won one game, and he he's here comes here comes the, the big chops, the microphone. And unlike Burnley, who said, "Oh, we should get banned for cheating last season." Well, look who's laughing now at that little. Uh... One, so there we well, go. Well, you, you did, you did cheat. You, you. No, we didn't cheat. Did. No, we, we didn't cheat. cheat. Oh, we didn't oh, cheat. We did. Oh, sorry. Just to kind of slightly take a step back. No, 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 no. Um, they. I think they also appear to be doing Saturday night karaoke at the Blue Anchor. Oh no! Game changer! Oh no! 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 Two birds, one stone. Oh, this is going to be epic. No. It can't be. <laughs> can't be worse than the host house. Oh, oh there's no. been some been some dis- dismal post match trips into there. Um, one item of business before we go Dan gives a recap of the mystery Sangrada competition clues clue number one while playing in America he was nicknamed the Wizard of Nod clue number two his football achievements include two first division titles with two different clubs and clue number three he was an unused squad member at the World Cup Thank you very much, and that's pretty much it from us. Um, if this is your first time listening, thank you very much. Don't forget to give the podcast a follow via your favourite podcast app, and you'll be notified as soon as each po- each episode drops. I'm actually going to edit this straight away. It should be up by Monday morning, hopefully. So if you're listening to this on Monday morning, thank you very much for your support and uh, for all of your support as always throughout the pod we um we're we're genuinely grateful that anyone gives any of their time to listen to us talk absolute bollocks uh it really does mean a lot so thank you very much for your support have a great week and we'll see you very very soon and uh as always come on you yellows we are